0: hi there guys we're back for another episode of honesty it's myself stacy joined by mia and Poonam. Hello.
1: hello 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 so oh, this hello. episode
0: well <laughs> oh, oh, still 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 going with the hellos <laughs> <laughs> So this episode we're going to circle back to uh what was our most uh, most views episode to date and one that probably generated the most reaction um i'll keep it a little secret for now um because as usual we'll delve straight into our sanctuary app so we'll get that out the way first so mia why don't you kick us off
2: yeah okay guys so uh i'm a gemini and my horoscope says, family matters benefit from practical displays of affection. How involved have you been lately? Putting effort into your home life can pay off. Cooking loved ones a meal can show you care. It doesn't matter how good your skills are, dedicating your time and energy is what's important. And then my rising, which is a Virgo, says, sometimes you have to get serious about having fun, about having some fun. Today gives you a oh my god i don't know what this word is Tay blanche
0: carte blanche carte blanche
2: i don't don't know what it means but i think that's how it's pronounced you know what carte blanche Um, (laughs) (laughs) to do what your heart desires allow yourself some joy is there a craft you've wanted to try try working with your hands um, working with your hands can feel satisfying producing a tangible product can make you can have you smiling by day's end the power emoji is a spaghetti bolognese that's really fucking interesting um so off air um me and stacy had a little heart to heart about sort of my family life and you know um it, so it's interesting that my horoscope literally talks about i was gonna say that timing. I know, um, but also it's not just about my blood family. Like I know I've been really distant with my um, my chosen family, so you know what? Like I love that, and I'm gonna reach out and just um, message some people that are really important to me and see how they're getting on. So I really love that. That's really nice. Um, the cooking for loved ones, show you care. Just uh, her dedicate. You know, my skills are banging, fam. Let's be honest, um, and. It's really interesting they said that because I intend on making some brownies for Stacy's birthday. So, um Wait, you're making brownies and I'm making blondies. Oh my god, I love that. Ying and yang. Ugh. Oh. Um That's really a room <laughs> Don't be jelly. Um,
0: you need to bake something, Poonam.
2: G- Come my- on, I'll break my-, <laughs> <beat> my face <laughs> I'll my face I'm there for that, I love that <laughs> and when it talked about a craft that you want to try I've actually been um, painting recently um, I actually, I don't know I mean everybody at home won't know this but I have a huge wall hanging that is like the sun splitting open and then there's the moon inside of it um, so and it's black and white so I'm in the process of actually painting it Um so yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll crack on with some painting today and that will leave me smiling by day's end. I love that. Really nice. So nice today. And the spaghetti bolognese I assume is because I haven't, well, I haven't really eaten. Um, because yesterday I was shitting myself because of my IBS. Yes, guys.
0: It's IBS crew.
2: IBS crew, honey. And I literally had some popcorn and then it it fucked me up some more so I literally have been in bed like since eight last night um so yeah um I think I'll try and eat something maybe that will help me that's so fun okay I'm gonna pass over to Poonam
1: hello 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 um hello uh so I'm an Aries and my rising is cancer um, <laughs> So, my horoscope says strengthening relationships in the professional sphere does you well today. How can you open up more? Strategize your connections. It's good. Good job. It's a Saturday. Um, tell me more. <laughs> Get the right people on your side. Offering help can be a way to start. Lend a hand to, co- to colleagues in need and show others you are dependable. Am I rising? Have you been tending to details in your relationships? Today gives you an opportunity to share what's on your mind. Let them know your intentions. <laughs> uh, tell me more about my rising. Get on the same page. Getting on the same page can help stabilize your partnerships. You may find that you- they see eye to eye. Clearing the air allows you to plan together. And my power emoji is a blushing smiley face. Ooh. Yeah, today is pretty apt uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking the same
1: again. Um, yeah, I'm not. I am not going to say much more than that. But um, yeah, interesting. Well,
0: I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take it away with mine to, s- to save you having to spare any details. Thanks. Um. So. I am a Scorpio. It is now Scorpio season. It is the birthday time. Living life. Uh, So mine says, down to earth talks with friends can balance you out today. Consider an outing in nature with a small group of friends. A neighbourhood park will do. What long range plans are you formulating in your head? Bounce these ideas off people. Their support can help you solidify these aims. And then my rising is the same as Poonam's. And then my tarot is the Four of Swords. And it says, sometimes the best thing you can do is nothing. Surrender to your needs and take a power nap. Restoration is important for a good foundation. I hate naps. Just going to put it out there. They make me feel disorientated, so I'm not going to take a power nap. But (laughs) we'll see how we can manifest that in a different way. So mine was also very apt today.
2: So the suit of swords are connected to intellect and communication was it the four of swords four of swords yeah Mm, so that's withdrawal, resting the mind, timeout meditation. So yeah, you know what? Take some time for yourself, honey. You know Mom, what? Do it's... some baking. It's my day to cook today. That's quite therapeutic. Just I stick my love headphones in. That. that's your form of meditation. And I, I love that. You know how as someone who's seen you in the kitchen, I love it. You're so in your element. I fucking live for it. You cook in a way that is very similar to me. You know, sense what is going in there. Dash some of this, dash some of that. But I know you're baking today, so. That can be a bit of a do I'm going to do both. Do both. Ooh, what are you cooking, bitch?
0: Um, so I found this like Korean fried chicken recipe I'm going to try. Because <gasps> um, I've had this like red chili paste. It's called gochujang. Um, I've you had have some in my gochujang? Cupboard. Yeah, I've had it in my cupboard for like three months and I've not touched it. Um, so I'm going to do that tonight. And then I'm going to bake some raspberry and white chocolate
2: brown- blondies. as like a
0: kind of a birthday present to myself a little bit.
2: I fully early birthday it. present to myself um so i'm gonna well, let me know when you're making this chicken i will swing on by i'll wait at the end of your driveway <laughs> if you just like you know get a skateboard or something put the food on there and push it at me that'd be great
0: calm love it oh i just realized by the time this episode comes out my birthday will have passed so
1: this oh. feels
0: almost irrelevant but it's not yet my birthday for anyone that
2: cares so um, we all care, and everybody. If you um feel free to drop um our Stacy Harris a little message saying "Happy <laughs> to- to- past my birthday. birthday!"
0: Though
2: don't care. Send her a belated birthday message. She'll appreciate <laughs> it. She'll love it. Yeah. Throw her a compliment. Her. She may get uncomfortable, but I love that. Yeah.
1: Make her shrink into her like <laughs> little into herself a little Best bit. Birthday with present.
0: <laughs> oh. Right. So, without further ado, we will crack on with this week's episode so I mentioned earlier we'll be circling back to um what has been our most popular and, and probably well-received episode to date um and it is our spirituality and religion episode um so it's been a lot of time since we first recorded this this was the first episode that we recorded in person and oh well is the only episode um we sat around in a room and recorded together which feels like a distant memory at this point um, <laughs> We're recording today in person but with the tearing system that's just come in we were like probably be more safe than sorry yeah. yeah so the first question I had was be it your own thoughts or the thoughts of people that you know have listened to it um just
2: what what did you think that the general reception was on our spirituality episode yeah, so um, I got some really, I got some really good feedback. Um, just in the sense of people being very interested, like, "Oh, this is really cool." And I think, I think it takes a lot to be open and honest on a platform like this because, you know, all, all of our opinions are our own, of course, and you know, but sometimes it can have the effect of you're reaching out to either like-minded people or you're just educating people not a lot of people know about witchcraft right well they know about like Sabrina and the chilling adventures oh <laughs> and albeit you know they have some elements of truth in that series or like you know etc it's not actually representative of what the craft is so have, being able to sort of have that platform was amazing for me and I I had some great like conversations off the back of it, just around like you know, like a bit more in depth. And I think um, a lot of the people that came through were like people that um I know, or you guys know. You know, some of like you know your guys's friends like had tarot readings from me, or just like we're a bit more open to understanding what it is and how it is innately a form of spirituality, and not just I'm trying to summon the devil which I don't even believe in, honey. So I'm just like, there ain't no devil here, bitch. Yeah, it was really good. I really, really enjoyed that episode for so many, so many reasons. But one of the main ones was that sense of education that we gave um, to a lot of people was really important to me. And I feel like we portrayed it really well because some of the questions I got and the conversations I was having were just, they just made my heart just feel very happy. So, yeah, yeah.
0: I'd say for me, it was like a huge education piece. Like a lot of the stuff we talked about was things I'd not been really that exposed to before. or I maybe knew like had a surface level, surface level knowledge. Um, Cause I think we established during that, that my, you know, my cultural upbringing, my religious upbringing was very different to both of yours. So for me, it was just so interesting opening up that conversation. And in terms of feedback from others, I I had friends of mine commenting that were from different religious backgrounds to all three of us that were saying it was just really interesting hearing different opinions. And it opened up questions being asked and even pushback on certain things. But That's, you know, at the end of the day, what we really wanted to do with this podcast in the first place. So for me, I'm really happy that we're able to stimulate that kind of conversation. Not everyone has to have the same opinion or agree on things. It's all about people's, you know, experience and being open minded to the fact that everyone will have different views. How about you, Poo
1: I have to agree. I I think both of you hit on the head there. I think that that episode was completely grounded in just learning something new and um I'd never spoken about religion or spirituality in a way that we had around that table um especially kudos to Mia as well like there was so much stuff that I learned just from that recording that episode that I didn't realize before like I didn't re- join up the dots on before um even like in my own culture that I supposedly should know about um so I really I really think that learning, pe- like learning side of things, was just bang on. But also, we were able to span so much in one episode. I, I keep remembering the garlic thing. I don't know yeah. where that came from, but
2: <laughs> it's because like, the top of just... the gurdwara looks like... sometimes looks like a fucking garlic.
1: <laughs> oh god, Yeah, So just we spanned so much, and I think a lot of people appreciated Stacy or the honesty that came from you and like the the perspective that was just not seen before Mm -hmm. i i really enjoyed just absorbing all that information so yeah i think a lot of people just thought especially the witchcraft stuff just understanding something completely new to them Mm -hmm. and the openness
2: openness Mm -hmm. from both of you was amazing just from my point of view you know as albeit we're friends you know i had not recently I'd recently met Poonam you know when we, when we <laughs> did that episode and having that openness and even like down to Stacy, like I met Stacy a year ago and to that point when we yeah. recorded that episode it was less than like was it like four months six months uh, I don't know something I, like that yeah yeah so it was really interesting because I had not known either of these beautiful individuals that long at that time and it was just A wonderful experience to have that openness and you know from both of you it was just it was glorious and that expanded into you know the um wider community that we reached and yeah so I appreciate you guys and your openness but also everyone at home um thank you Mm. so much
0: yeah I remember the one thing we touched upon I think it was Mia mentioned this in that episode about how people's relationship with religion and spirituality can change quite drastically when people go through trauma and they can Mm -hmm. either obviously um, move closer to it or feel more distant so I thought it'd be interesting to see if you feel like your relationships with spirituality and religion have changed since we last spoke given you know the catastrophes that have been going on in the world since we recorded that episode back when you know we could sit around in a room together Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) i have to say that i think i lost i've lost touch a bit with my spirituality and i actually had the thought yesterday that maybe i should like get back into praying and get back into the idea of like reconnecting with something higher than me Um, because I feel like I lost that over the year and just things were getting so mad and quiet but hectic and slow but fast and I somehow forgot that piece of myself that I had when we spoke about it last Mm -hmm. um and I remember last time we spoke I think I was definitely more of like um you know believing in that the universe around us is like a Bigger thing than like life is bigger than just us, and I I obviously believe a lot in the universe and a path that's predestined for us in a way, and like what's meant to be is meant to be. But yeah, I just I feel like I've lost touch with myself in that sense, and I don't know. It's really hard to describe, but even though we have more time now, I think so. I don't know, so surface I don't know how to describe it. I'm thinking inwardly, but not
0: about... You just about... don't feel quite as akin as you would have done back then, I'm guessing. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think, yeah, that's exactly it. So yeah, it's definitely shifted.
2: How about you, Mia? I didn't expect this um, question to get me as oh. emotional <laughs> as it has. Um, Stacey, do you mind me talking about... Um, the situation you experienced with your father. Oh, go and the for it, go for it. Yeah. Um so I I had a huge I ha- so obviously when COVID happened, um I grew. Like I had so much more time and I started growing my business um as a practitioner. I stopped having a specific client base based in um Coventry in the West Midlands. Um I'm just to only working with those people I stopped that I still work with those people but um I expanded it so it's everyone anyone across the world and um I, I got more in touch with uh my spirituality and um unfortunately Stacy uh lost her father um a couple of months ago and I was on the phone to Stacy, um sort of in the midst of this happening and it broke my heart and I was um frantically ripping through pages of books of witchcraft that I have and spells and I was trying to find something that I could do to help um and then um when he unfortunately passed I which nobody knows about this um I I lost touch with my um spirituality because I felt like I just couldn't help like I innately am someone who tries to help people um etc and I was just very like I'm trying to help my friend and I can't do that and it was beyond that you know Stacey is Stacy and Poonam were very much my sisters you know um and I couldn't help my family and it just it really got to me and you know I thought if I'm meant to be a powerful woman of the earth and you know represent Gaia and you know have this power that not a lot of people are akin to I should be able to do it and use it in a way to help. And I tried to do everything that was possible and I couldn't. And, you know, and that's it, it really fucked me up for a moment um, because I had to then sit there and think what my what my sister is going through and think, oh, my God, like I, I can't do anything. And the only thing I could do was, you know, do rituals on helping his spirit and soul pass on to Gaia and, you know, be, be one with her and, you know try and do something to bring peace to this gorgeous family and yeah I had a moment I had like a month where I stopped practicing like completely because I felt very you couldn't help me when I needed to help others and that really fucked with me Um, and it was only until like you know after that and I had a very uh, specific dream around like I I, for some reason it came over me that I needed to do a bit of deity work um you know deity work being working with certain gods and goddesses and I was working one of the main deities I work with is um Hecate and you know I just got I was working with her and I made her offering and I just had a dream and it was very death is a part of life there is no life without death etc and it kind of got me back into my my work and I've been I've come out a lot stronger um, from that experience of losing that sense of faith. Um because it's made me more like I need to get better into like, you know, doing this so I can like, you know, try and do everything as much as possible if anything else ever happens to someone. I need to be able to like, you know, have my shit together <laughs> in a way. Um so, yeah, I had that sense of like losing that spirituality. And then regaining it in a stronger form, but it wasn't it wasn't the form of like, oh, something has happened. So I'm innately more um, spiritual. It was something has happened and I need to be stronger next time round. So as a practitioner, I can do more than just like X, Y, Z. Do you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: That got heavy. It did get heavy.
0: I feel like I've stopped trying to assume that episodes won't get deep now because they they,
2: (laughs) just happening.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't know a lot of
1: that. I didn't know.
2: Nobody knew. I literally kept it very much to myself um, because I didn't want to, like, you know, It, it, it sounds really selfish when you say things like that because it's kind of like, you know someone is going through x and you're feeling like this which can be very much sort of a sensation that you go through at the time as well but you know um yeah
1: I have no words for that that's just
0: it's a lot that's a lot right we've been through a lot lot. like we had a lot to say you know in the last episode we did about this and the world has shaken up completely this year and I think it's left us all in kind of very different places um I guess, with regard to my own situation um obviously, I had a couple of months where just everything went down the pan. My dad passed away, my granddad passed away. I had to get my dog put down it just it was just a whirlwind of a mess really, and because I'd not really had any religion or particular particularly spiritual practice to cling on to. I don't think I ever went through that thing of trying to find answers because you know who would i who would I' have been trying to turn to. Um, mm. for me, it was more of like a personal learning piece. I won't delve too much into that because I know we've talked a lot about kind of how I process things in previous episodes. Um, but I think the one thing that I, I don't know if this is a spiritual practice in any way, but I guess the the good thing that kind of came off the back of me having been through all of that is that I really took stock of the fact that I need to take care of myself a lot more. And it was Mm. practical measures I've been taking over the past few months to just look after myself a bit better, like take stock of my mental health when I need to, little things like, I know we talked about my hair before, getting my hair in a better place, doing my skincare, (laughs) I've started working out recently, I've been eating a bit better, I've been pushing myself a bit more at work, all these little changes I've just been trying to make in different areas, like I said, I don't know if it is a, a spiritual thing necessarily, but it's just all been helping me feel better in myself um yeah i, mean, I, d- I, I don't would, know what, I would what say your thoughts that's on spiritual
2: that? i would say that's a spiritual thing having your connection like, having a connection with yourself you know is it's very important you have to be akin to yourself in order to process things like spirituality in my eyes you know yeah. i especially with witchcraft like you know there's there's a lot of things you need to work through but having that connection with yourself is so important to have the connection with the universe and it might not be that you have that connection in the forefront of your mind but for me you focusing inwards and like making yourself the best that you could be is a very spiritual thing you know it's bringing peace Mm. and clarity to your your mind body and soul and that's very important and that's one of the key things that spirituality does that's what you know um witchcraft helps me do in many ways and you know so yeah i think that's innately spiritual i've definitely felt Mm. more i don't know if peace is even the
0: right word but just a bit more content like it's little things that have just adjustments that i've not even realized happened like it'd get to the weekend and I wouldn't want to get out of bed. Whereas now I find it hard staying in bed past like half eight, nine o'clock. I've got that energy to want to go and do things. I don't nah. just want to sit and like be lazy and kind of wallow. And, you know, obviously everyone needs to every now and then, you know, you got to let it out at some point. But for the most part, I, yeah. I do wake up with a bit more, you know, a bit more of a spring in my step. And I do feel like I'm doing better to and for myself than i probably ever was before um
1: you know what that makes me think of as well that makes me think of ritual um Mm -hmm. because a lot of spirituality is like is completely imbibed in ritual it's whether it's religious or not it's you know that routine that that taking that time taking that like praying in the morning is taking time for yourself and it realigns yourself the same way that taking time to look after yourself and eat properly and exercise so yeah that does it reminds me of ritual which is you know it's I'm really glad you found that like I'm really glad that you've been able to take that time for yourself yeah it's it's
0: girl it's left me in a much better place than I was you know back in spring early summer when all of this was going on um and I think in terms of more the kind of specifics around what was going on at that time so the funeral service we had for my dad wasn't religious purely because religious people were not doing ceremonies at that point um we i know my family would probably call themselves christian you know if they had to tick a box but none of us are really practicing but normally you'd expect you know a pastor a vicar whatever to conduct that kind of ceremony and we we didn't have that but i think it was kind of nicer it wasn't it wasn't linked to religion in any way when we had that service it was just about him and then like my family have all had very different coping mechanisms um like I think we're just different in that sense you know everyone is um my mom and my sister for example will want to go to the cemetery they did when my nan passed away what 10 10 years ago something like that. 12 years ago Um, And they they regularly go. They had been going and they are going now more frequently. They have that connection to a place, to almost that physical Mm. element of it, whereas I've never had that. I didn't have it with my nan, albeit I was quite young. When that happened, I was, what, 12? Um, And I I don't really do it now with my dad either. We went for his birthday, but I don't, of my own accord, go to cemetery because I don't need that to feel connected. I think me and... Mm. I can't remember if it was... I discussed with you two or not, but it was that that thing of feeling like um a, m- a bit more aligned with the whole energy is never destroyed or created kind of thing. Yeah, like almost yeah. immediately after he passed away, and, and probably for the couple months after that, we kept seeing shifts in weather when certain things were happening.
2: Like, yes, I remember not, this.
0: Not to delve too much into the details of what happened at the time, but on that day everything was grey and then after it happened the sun came out on his funeral oh. the rain held off till just after the funeral and we, yeah. we keep having instances where the weather changes for like significant oh. things happening it's really odd but I like to I think that's that. that's a
2: little bit my dad it is
1: 100% Stace it's kind of mad as well that you align that way because I know I mean in my family um we i mean in our culture we don't we scatter the ashes we don't bury uh like so we never have a set place to go to warn someone it's normally in um prayer or certain auspicious days in the year where we are especially aligned to their spirits or whatever um so, like, what you're saying is really similar to my experience of mourning as well, Um, which is, it's really cool to hear that because, yeah, I definitely believe that, you know, energy is not created or destroyed yet. That's, yeah, I just want to say that I, li- I line with you on that. Yeah. I think that's really, it's nice. I never thought I'd, like,
0: notice things like shifts in the weather because I guess I'm quite a cynic in most situations. Like, I'd, if someone told me that they were doing that a year ago, I'd be like, oh, that's cute, like... But I wouldn't really believe it <laughs> yeah. if that makes sense. But like cool story. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas now, like, like I've you know genuinely been like, oh look, the weather's changed again. Like I've been noticing it, mm. and there's like ob- there's been obvious patterns in it, and you know there's I guess there's a bit of comfort in that. You know, i obviously yeah. you know my dad's spirit isn't controlling the weather, but you know it's been it's been a bit of comfort having you know things to to notice that seem like him
2: I love that I align myself with that as well like I I believe that you know it's very similar thing energy isn't lost like you know this for me the soul reunites with Gaia the earth and you know um the way I feel connected to my ancestry is very much bare feet on soil like you know fully connecting with the earth and having that sense of ah there they are, you know? And for me, it's very much that. I i, I mean, I mentioned it in a previous podcast, um, and I, I specialize in necromancy, so spirit work, and um, having that sense of, like, my ancestry always around me, and, like, it's, it's so comforting to me, and um, once you're attuned to it, it's so much more than just oh i feel like they're always with me it's it's more so tiny little things you don't realize like like the weather you know it, it, there's t- this little things in my life that i'm like oh the spirits have got my back it's okay do you know what i mean um mm. yeah it's it, 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 there's that sort of sense of for me especially like there's uh, and i guess for all of us like you know there's that energy which is really important yeah. like that 100% that en- i love that oh we just love energy mm. yes i do love
1: that it's so good
0: and i guess on a on a slightly lighter note this time of year there's a lot that goes on in various kind of spiritual and religious calendars you know other than my birthday of course yeah um but i know you guys mentioned <laughs> the most important like, well exactly um although i say <laughs> that i have a weird relationship with my birthday i don't really like it that much um but that's that's a story Anyone for another time. <laughs>
1: does anyone else cry on their birthdays because uh, apparently <laughs> yes, i do
0: <laughs> that's the future now. I do. <laughs> um i know you guys mentioned that it was the kind of start of the build-up to diwali um mm, so i wanted yeah. to just understand like what goes on you know in that in the calendar around now because i'm am i right in thinking it's like Ooh. what three weeks away
1: It's very soon.
2: Yeah,
0: it's. Um, We're
1: in a very. It's
2: in fourteenth of November.
1: Yeah. Yes. No. Fuck. Yeah, fourth of
2: November.
0: I can confirm.
1: Uh, I've got a. I've got a week off the week before because it's also uh, garvaj on that week, and I do it with my mom.
2: Fourth of November.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also, it's Navratri. Well, we're coming to the end of Navratri now yeah uh, we did gunj guy yesterday which is when we break uh the vegetarian <laughs> days the, 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 so the, it's the, ended for us yeah
2: yeah so it's you break the vegetarian sort of fast essentially isn't it
1: yeah um so it's pretty lit this time of year actually i don't know why this time of year specifically mia do you know why is there so much stuff going on? I don't right? know.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I, mean,
1: no, I no. for
2: me, like well not for me. I I, I know for Sikhs the Vali means a whole different thing. And I know for Hindus it means a whole different thing. And I'd be I'm really What's it mean for
1: what's this what's the Sikh meaning behind it? So one of I'd... the
2: gurus was um, imprisoned uh, along with like some of the noblemen or kings of the country of India and um the prisoner was like well no the king at the time was like or emperor even was like oh you can leave prison and you can own and he basically said oh I'm only like I would only leave prison if I can take prisoners with me and he basically says they can if they can hold on to a corner of your like cape I don't know what it's actually called so I'm going to say cape um um they can leave and there was like 49 prisoners or 79 prisoners or something like that and then someone built him uh, like a cape with bare corners like loads of corners and um <laughs> they lit the path for them using diva um which is like obviously like the little clay lamp, lamp thing yeah. um and it's also in conjunction with um when ram and sita left they're banished. That's
1: the version I know. Yeah, like it, it,
2: it's joined <laughs> with that, so it's also the same time frame of that. So in my in my mind, how I processed it was, oh, if it it was the same time as Ram and Sita, so like you know the diva were for them, but it's at the same time, so it led them to like you know freedom. That's how I at like you know process this story mm-hmm. because to me, Hinduism and Sikhism are very much linked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So to inspired. me,
2: my opinions, my views don't come for me. Feel free to come for me, but I'll educate you, so it depends on where we're going to go from here, bitch.
1: I actually... Um, I always think of Sikhism as something that happened... that Something that was formed whilst Hinduism was pre- prevalent. So... Yeah people were Hindu. like i know nothing about i really know very little about uh sikhism's like origins the founder um, of sikhism
2: was hindu he was born into a hindu family yeah. everyone always fights me that like, he wasn't hindu he was sikh i'm like he found sikhism but yeah he was born it, sikhism hindu. didn't exist yeah like you know i mean him, the, like... <laughs> the same as like christianity like you know oh, um, like the beef between judaism and christianity christianity like you know Jesus was a Jew. He was born a Jew, um and then he went. He found enlightenment or etc through I don't know whatever. I don't really know much about Christianity. Or look like how how did Jesus find out he was like the God of son, like the Son of God? I don't know. I, I don't know he's, the God the, God of, the God of Son. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Feel free. Okay, anybody, yeah, yeah. anybody who listens to us uh, to this and can tell me the full like story, feel free to drop us a DM because I'd love to know. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm very much like I-, I love learning about religions and like cultures. So, if anybody can drop us a DM and letting me know, that'd be great.
1: Give us that education. We need it. And with Sikhism and with Hinduism, like if you hear some stuff that we're saying and you're like, um, I don't know about that. Or as long as you do it in a whatever. way, that'd be great. Yeah. Respectfully tell us what you think. And then tell us to shut the fuck up and we won't. <laughs> but like I don't care, but it'd be good to have more perspectives. Yeah? Like
0: aside from what you've just explained more from like a religious perspective with Diwali like Oh my
1: god guys wait it- sorry it's 11:11. <gasps>
2: oh my god guys make a wish. <laughs> make a wish. Here we go. <laughs> you know if you always spot 1111 11, it's um in conjunction with um well from a witchcraft and sort of like spirituality universe kind of way the universe is trying to tell you something so keep an eye out for signs um well this is a sign that the universe is trying to tell you something so try a form of divination whether that be tarot reading whether that be you know um doing offerings to deities and you know trying to have prolific dreams etc like do something honey that will help you and guide you to finding out the information that the universe is trying to tell you
1: Girl. Why can't it be more obvious I was <laughs> <laughs> I remember during the first few months of lockdown. I was seeing eleven eleven everywhere, and I was like, "Oh my God, like my angels are like on site. and I know there's so many memes and shit on the internet like a girl waits until eleven eleven and then says, "Oh my God, it's a sign, <laughs> but I think it is I think there's something real there is." To be, especially to be told especially about if you that.
2: randomly, like, you know, are like, oh, like we're doing the podcast, and you spot that it's 11 11. It's not that you wait for it. Like, either so many times that I pick up my phone and it's 11 11, and it's just there. Like, oh, okay. Yes.
1: Or I'm in the kitchen and I look at the microwave and it's 11 11, oh. and I'm like, fuck.
2: Yeah. How is your kitchen? Okay, right. Uh, complete side note. I want to know from the guys at home and you guys. Oh, I should stop saying guys. I'm so terrible. I want to know from the folks at home and you and you two um, <laughs> yeah. to I wanna know does your microwave have does your microwave and your oven have the correct time on it? Uh, yes. Not anymore. What the fuck? I literally... <laughs> <laughs> I turn off all my switches <laughs> at nine time. So when I, when I go to use something, it's at 12 or zero. And I'm like, okay.
1: That sucks for you, girl. I mean, you just—I don't even own a
2: microwave.
0: I love like I like being on time and like knowing the time is like I don't know something I'm used to doing. <laughs> like my the clock in my room is exactly nine minutes fast, and that's because oh, yeah. it makes me a little bit more at ease when I think I'm it, when I think it's further ahead than it actually is, even though I know it's nine minutes yeah. fast. But I'm aware of that. And yeah. every other clock in the house is, like, on time. I love that.
1: Yeah, my oven's on time. My microwave doesn't have a clock anymore. I don't know who the fuck touched it, but...
2: Okay. End of tangent. Um, what were we talking
0: about before this? Um, I, well, before you cut me off, I was asking a question. i so sorry. Yeah, so I'll was...
1: <laughs> carry on.
0: I will. Um, so I was asking, obviously we just delved into a bit more on the religious element linked to Diwali, but probably more so for you Poon. I'm like how does that actually implicate like the household situation at the moment is it like Mm. a good feeling or is it like a contemplative time
1: yeah man it's it's a fun time it feels like it feels almost like the start of the new year in a way um I know that's not probably probably not the official way to think about that but it feels like this like the way Christmas is like the end and the start when Diwali comes about you know you're going into the new year that's what I think of it like it's like a celebratory time there's a lot going on there's a lot more it becomes a lot more spiritual in our house because it's so much in one go um so we're more active in the manda we're more my mom is more like spiritual at that time because obviously she's she's leading a lot of the stuff that's going on she's she's coordinating the whole house and being like guys we've got this on this day and this on the other day um there's a lot more prayer going on because of all the different events that are going on and even i get a bit more um like contemplative spiritual because you're reflecting a lot more on what's happened in the last year and what what's happened since the last diwali what's happened since the last garvajot you know what what are you hoping for for the year to come what are you wishing for what are you praying for um it definitely feels like this is the time where you set intentions um so with garvajot it's very much more about you know the family health and for my mom it's about you know the health of my dad and my granddad and and her children obviously um and for me it's more about you know my hopes for the future and uh well I'm meant to be fasting for my future husband but you know uh I just I just fast for the person that the person that I will spend the rest of my life with whoever that may be um it's so interesting to me
0: like hearing these like practices and how it like how it goes down because it's so different to what I'm used to like (laughs) the nearest we get to anything like that is literally just Christmas and even that is nothing to do with the original meaning anyway in my household anyway
1: (laughs) yeah we've definitely bastardized Christmas in this house Um, we just yeah it's it's I've got to be honest it's a really nice time of the year that's kind of why I I'm really glad I'm at home for it because I mean, in an ideal situation without COVID, there'd be a lot of gatherings going oh on. Oh God, and
2: it's Garba. Yeah.
1: Garba. I know. Oh my God. I was just messaging Pankti because I was like, I
2: I miss it so much. Oh my God, Pankti sent me a video of her doing Garba. I was so fucking jealous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I miss that so much. But yeah, this, the darker seasons, um, like Oct- october onwards really it's a time where a lot more family get together we're reconnecting Go draw, the women fast together diwali you get the family together for fireworks and food although you know granted none of that's happening this year um it's like christmas but prolonged because it's reflective but in a real positive sense, I I, I love it. I didn't realise how much I loved it until I started speaking right now, but I love
2: it. <laughs> I I love that. Yeah, It's same for me. Like when um, obviously it, I come from a I come from a Sikh household. Um, so when we celebrated Diwali, it was very much Diwali and not Navratri, which is sort of the is it nine days? How many days is Navratri?
1: Nine nine nights. Nine yeah, nine nights. Yeah. Oh
2: so um. We never celebrated um, Navaratri, but I had like a Hindu best friend and we would do like, well, I had a Jain, a best friend who would participate in these events. So um, yeah, that was really cool. So I got the best of both worlds, but it was such a there was a vibe in the air. Do you know what I mean? Like I would sometimes stay home mm-hmm. from a school and help my mom make more samosé, spring roll, pakore and like a fucking vibe for the day. And it was like such a, like a, a homely sensation. We'd buy new things for the home um, on Diwali. So whether that be a new pot or a pan or, you know, something like that, we'd buy that for the home mm-hmm. on Diwali. I don't know why. Um, but at the same time, we would like, It was really interesting because like in my home it was always like it was like we were hp but when we weren't do you know what i mean because we celebrated Sikhism and we did everything in the form of Sikhism, but we would do things like you know um we'd leave the door open so um you know like one of the goddesses like is it um i don't know which goddess it is i don't know martha something um the what's the god on a tiger
1: I'm literally staring at her in two different forms right now. I know. And What's her name? I don't know.
2: Oh my God. Is
1: her name not to, not, not to do with it? I'm going to Google it.
2: Yeah, Google that. <laughs> so we would like, you know, leave the door open and do like certain things that were innately Hindu. Um yes it was it was really interesting but it was such a it was such a wonderful time we would then go to the gurdwara and like light candles um and stay for the prayer and then we'd go to the or, or beforehand we'd go to the mandir light candles like you know do the offerings to the gods um though albeit we only started doing that in later years like as i got older we started doing that um because you know my mum got a bit more spiritual with hinduism and you know um pundits and stuff so it was really interesting but I loved it I absolutely loved it. I found so much more peace at the mandir mm. than I did in the gurdwara and um I was very open in saying that and it wasn't a popular opinion in my family but
1: that's so interesting I found
2: so much peace and acceptance in the go- in, in the I'm manda. like the opposite of you. Really?
1: <laughs> yeah, I felt way. I always feel way more peaceful and at ease in the Gurdwara as opposed to the Manda. The Manda feels like routine and mm. you know um, keeping up face, whereas the Gurdwara feels like removing any kind of pre pre existing ideas and. I don't know, problems and just focusing on like your inner. Oh, yeah, we're, I think we're opposite in that sense. Oh, my God, maybe it's because... oh also, sorry to interrupt. I, yeah. uh, it's Darga. Durga. Durga, yeah. The... yeah.
2: So, like, yeah, there's like different gods and deities for like different things. I'm more akim of Kalima or Kalimata just because, like, you know, she is such a divine force and she comes from, is it Parvati? I think so. Yeah. So, like, Parvati, yeah. this, like, gorgeous, like, goddess of, you know, um, I can't remember her official, like, duties, but, like, she was, <laughs> like, she was this gorgeous, like, divine goddess, pure feminine energy, like, really peaceful. And then she turns into this, like, goddess of, like, death and, like, murders people and stuff. It's fucking amazing. And, like, it's just, it, it's a wonderful story. So, if people are like, interested, go Google the story of, like, Parvati and Galima. It's super interesting go look it up. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's very interesting because, um, re- returning back to Diwali, um, it had a real sense of, um, like peace in my house. But at the same time, there was always like the underlying issue of like, oh, my dad's a huge meat eater. So there'll be a bit of conflict around that. Like, <laughs> honestly, on a holy day, you're still going to eat and drink beer and stuff Meh. and like things like that. And, um, which is like, you know, it's uh, certain people have different, like, I just don't think my dad's religiosity is as high as like my mum's or like the family's, which is absolutely fine. So, you know, he's able to do whatever he wants and like, you know, we should also respect that in a way. But um yeah, there was always that underlying, let's just smile through this because it's a holy day. But then there's also, like, oh, my God, it's a holiday. We're going to have some fireworks, some lit food. <laughs> like, it's got <good> lit. <laughs> yeah, and it was always based around food for me. Like, you know, I know I'd have, like, the best samosas, spring rolls, pakore, matthia, like, keed or galav jamun, or, like, you know, in general, <laughs> like, you know, some amazing Indian sweets and stuff. So I loved it. But, like, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, you were right. Uh, Bharavati is the big mother goddess, and she represents like marriage and children and all that stuff. And then Mahakali is one of her manifestations, and she's big and strong and warrior and uh,
2: crazy. phenomenal. Cool. And the only way, and the only, was it, um who's Bharavati's husband, Ram?
1: I swear it's like, it's like krishna Krishna. i think it might be krishna
2: so like the only way to stop Ma going on like you know a rampage is when um her husband would lie on the floor and she would like step on him and then shiva Shiva. Shiva. yeah so like (laughs) she'd step on shiva which is like another like huge deity um and then she'd come back to like her original form as bharati because like yeah Day. It's mad, honestly. Like, please, it's such an interesting story, and in, like folklore or religion or whatever you want to call it. It's so interesting.
0: I'm just a lot of that the...
2: went right over my head. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: we did a anything. The... Anything in particular that we
2: might be able to shed some more light on?
0: Um probably not
2: okay <laughs> okay it's
0: quite a big, uh, a big trun- religion to be. Yeah. yeah yeah there's quite a lot to, to try and take do in. You know, um, do you know what i'd love
2: to do one day <laughs> for all of us to sit and watch the mahabharat
0: oh my god my granddad
1: puts that on every day and i'm just there like
2: I well, like, not- just, like just something <laughs> like i'd love to watch it just so people can get more of an inspe- like like a background of like what's going on because it's so much
1: yeah, bloody I heck.
0: need I need some more educating. Like I say, a lot of that just went straight over my head. <laughs> I guess to round things off, because this episode will be coming out on Halloween. Uh we know my thoughts on Halloween. Well, I think we do. Anyone that knows me knows that I don't like it. Um, I don't know if it's like an innate like it's too close to my birthday kind of hatred like I, I don't know maybe when I was a kid I was trying to have birthday parties and bitches right here trying to do Halloween parties um, I don't know maybe that um, but to me it's like a big old like I don't know the commercialization of it it's just a big old waste of plastic and money and yeah, I don't know like I don't watch horror films all that jazz it's just it's to me it's like nothing but obviously there's a much deeper history there so Mia to round us off why don't you enlighten us on what Halloween actually is and where it
2: comes from. Hey guys. So um Halloween um is a combination of words of like hallow and all saints and I don't know like it's it's a weird word something to do with Christianity I don't care not my word don't associate with it blah um what I associated with it is saween which is a um a in the witch's calendar or the pagan calendar, you will. Um, and yeah, it's it's a wonderful time of year where um, it's a thinning of the veil. So um, imagine like you have the realm that we live in, then you have the realm where the spirits sort of live. Um, imagine the barrier between that getting thinner and thinner and thinner as you approach Samhain. Um, it's spelled Samhain. Um, but it's pronounced Sawin because it's um, Celtic, Celtic. I never know how to pronounce that word. Um,
0: Celtic,
2: Celtic. the football. Celtic, team. there you go. <laughs> that one. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's basically, there's, there's forms of um, original like origin, origins coming from a sense of, you know, people would wear masks, like scary masks that they would create from wood and, like you know, have a bonfire and dance around it to scare off and ward off the spirits. And this would happen all night over the 31st um, to, like, you know, that's When it's the thinnest, um, and then there's not, there's, there's a couple of different stories, but um, what I have been told by my coven leader was based around, um, like you know, yeah, that it's the thinning of the veil, which is in, like you know, a huge part of it, but it's also um, a form of manifestation, like you know, it's also like things of like you know, end of harvest, etc., like you know, you're going into autumn, uh, you know, it's the end of the harvesting system, like you know, time, etc., um, but also. If you think of it as a manifestation in the form of you dress how you would want to be for the next like year, do you know what I mean? So, like, you're gonna be a boss ass bitch, you can't dress like a boss ass bitch, like on Halloween, you gonna dress up like the goddess that you are, go for it, you know what I mean? It was very much a manifestation piece, but also like giving offerings to your ancestors, like it's, um, and especially for me it's a sense of um the veil is at its thinnest which means i can do so much more spirit work than i usually would because i have access to much like stronger like powers and deities etc so i do a lot of work around like i will be doing um on saturday uh, or today because it's technically halloween when this comes out um so today i'll be doing loads of rituals and you know o- offerings of like you know whether that's herbs, whether that's my hair, whether that's my blood, you know, there's so many offerings that I'll be giving to not only deities but also um, the spirit realm for my ancestors, you know, if you think of like the Day of the Dead um, from, uh, what's it called, Mexican culture, like it's very similar to that but from like a Celtic point of view, you know, um Celtic. Celtic. Oh my god, why am I so bad with this word? Why is it the one word of so many meanings? This is so stressful. Um, but yeah, <laughs> very much that. And you know, it's it if you just mainly think of it as the origins of commercialized Halloween is very old school, predating um different forms of witch current forms of witchcraft, very much around. Oh, the veil is thinning. We need to ward these people off, um, ward these spirits off because they can, you know, cause mischief or, or, or are dangerous. So we'll have a bonfire all night and dance and, like, you know, have this a huge ritualistic um ceremony that is going to ward them off and keep them away from our village. Um, and then as that sort of grew it, and like witchcraft became more prevalent and like sort of more um, I don't know, I don't, I don't. <sighs> revolution i don't know i don't know the right word for it but when there was slightly more civilized sort of like cohorts of people and covens being formed and practitioners like you know practicing it became more of a manifestation piece deity work and um you know offerings etc and then obviously having learned about halloween and hallows eve and all that shit the Americans were like, am man, Ghana, We can make money off this. Let's do it. And that's where commercialized Halloween came into play. And it just came bigger and bigger and bigger in ha- America, which means it got bigger and bigger here because all we do is copy the States and the rest of, like, you know, the Western world. So, yeah, um, that's pretty much the origins of uh, Halloween. So one thing I'll say is on the 31st, if everyone could really take time to manifest themselves and like you know work towards what they you know what their plans are etc it's a great time to do that but also be wary and careful so I do protecting charms for my house um I create cascasaria powder my own version of a protection powder um so I took inspiration from cascasaria powder um which may be from a closed practice so I don't call it that so I call it a protection powder but if anyone wants to know about it it's a form of like you know that um and then i use that on like all the door sills or like you know my i'll keep the like a line of it across my um my the the threshold of my home etc um and they can be swept up afterwards but um you know it's it's a form of like negativity or like you know e- like malevolent spirits or um you know de- 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 deity is even coming through um which is really important to do because you don't want to leave yourself vulnerable
0: love them there you go folks the history on halloween slash saween um i said we were gonna round it off with that i forgot we actually had one more thing i'm you know a poor host it's half 11 hey. i'm not powered yet i'm not fire her all. fire her um, <laughs> 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 yeah. um, to actually round it off um we opened up the floor to a few questions coming in and um, due to time obviously we, we don't want to go through all of them but um uh, we did pick one to um kind of answer um and kind of summarize thoughts on so Pino, have you got the question that we were we were sent
1: yeah so the one we're gonna touch on was a really cool one from uh, a certain person who's very sick and uh, very open to ideas which Wait, I is she sick as um, an awesome
2: so... or sick as an ill
1: sick as in awesome oh thank god i you thought she was see. ill i was like oh yeah. my god it's poor no she's so cool um we went to school anyway. with her yeah she, yeah she's sick uh hey, okay Patricia. So she says <laughs> hey Sandra." no uh i see she says i see spirituality as the practice of being connected to a higher consciousness so much to say I think organized religions can be dangerous as traditions can be upheld at cost to morality. Do all organized religions have the same basic principles or knowledge or culturally is there an east west divide?
0: So this I think This is a big question.
1: There's a lot of um discourse at the moment on, on Twitter, which is a nice little toxic bubble, as we know, um, which is talking about how religion and spirituality are actually very different things. And that religion, as um, this lovely uh, person is touching on, can be dangerous in the sense that it can come from a place of... Well, firstly, a religion in a lot of countries comes from a place of colonialism, um, especially Christianity that we see in places that are being taught Western Christianity. Uh, so there's some disc- there's some discourse on Twitter that um, in Africa and Africa is a very large continent. There is uh, spiritual practices that are shunned in favor of um, traditional, uh, particularly Western Christian um, religion and They, there's some idea that there's an idea of like stamping out that ancestral spiritual practice um, that the youth seem to be tapping into. This is such a bastardization of any idea that I got from Twitter, but the idea is that religion is possibly more dangerous than spirituality. Essentially, Um, so with you on that yay she says do all uh do all organized religions have the same basic principles slash knowledge or culturally is there an east west divide um
2: first of all yeah. thank you so you much think? um individual who sent this in their name isn't actually patricia i just like using the name patricia to describe everyone and anyone nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: um yeah no, her name's not patricia
2: I love the question. I also, oh, it brought so much orgasmic joy um, to my soul when you were just talking, Poonam, because, ugh, oh, I love it so much. Everything you just said is so spot on from what I believe and my personal views of organized religion. Um, I'm very much a Marxist. So when I talk about religion, I think <laughs> of it as a cause for the bourgeois to control the pro- proletariat. And I genuinely mm-hmm. think that... Um, you know a lot of well let's let's talk about the question first and foremost i think um when you look at let's say the core religions of um the western world um so that's you know christianity um well, not necessarily the Western world. I, let, let's say some of the biggest religions. I'm going to exclude Hinduism for just a second because I believe that to be the mm-hmm. largest. But um so let's look at um, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. They hold some of the core value, like their core values. Imagine their structure of like the pillars of their religion are very similar. But what differs is cultural beliefs within that. So you know, there's so yeah. many different cultural beliefs between, like you know, differences even between. Judaism, Christianity, and like, you know, Islam, but their core fundamentals are very similar. And I think in general, core, like the core elements of every organized religion are very similar, you know, love, compassion, blah, like whatever, but... It's when culture comes into play and transforms it to benefit themselves. Because let's be honest, as human beings, um, as just as entities, we're very greedy and innately selfish. So we'll do everything possible to have, you know, control of a situation and use something you know, such as a higher being, to control that. But, like, case in point, slavery. Like, you know, slave owners would lie and read a different version of the Bible and, like, justify slavery through the Bible, which made no fucking sense because they were in the Bible that say slaves are good, you bitches. And it was only <laughs> when um, the slaves, like, started to learn to read and write and, like, you know, they got a hold of a Bible and started realizing there's no one says in there. And like, you know, the um, oppressed to become the oppressors in a way. And like, you know, um, which if you look at sort of the uh, Middle East, etc. If you look at what was Persia, that is very much what happened there. Like, you know, he, the the Shah of Persia used Islam to like squash and like, you know, belittle his people. And then it turned in while he was like, you know gallivanting and frolicking around with the West and letting them take all the the oil. And it turned very much into, like, you know, they used Islam to push him the fuck out and created, like, you know, forms of, like, Islamic Brotherhood, Islamic States, etc. And so that's when I think, like, you know, religions have, like, a sometimes amazing sense of, um, like, moral fiber in the sense of, like, you know, where they come from, what they have. But it's when cultures... And humans come into play is when things can get distorted. And I think that's the issue with organized religion. And on the same hand, I genuinely Mm -hmm. think organized religion is just a societal thing. Like, Mm. you know, women would go to church and gossip and have fun and chat because, like, you know, the husbands were off at work, they were looking after the home so when they go to church, it was a time for them to dress up in their Sunday best like, you know, to show off and be like, mm, my husband earns a lot of money, look at these fine silks I'm wearing, look at this hat and this organza, like, you know, netting Blah. and then, like, you know it started, then the class system started to get formed, X, Y, Z, like, there's so much around this, but, like yeah, before I get too Marxist and then end up being put on a list by the government, I will just say, I think organized religion can be dangerous and harmful to a society. I think, um, it can be amazing for the people within it, for the sense of community and, like, you know, sense of purpose, but I have a sense of community and a sense of purpose and I don't belong to an organized religion. I, 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 don't even technically belong to a coven you know it's it's it, when i talk about coven leaders etc it's it's a collective of witches that sort of have a chat every now and then but there's no sense of organization <laughs> do you know what i mean it's very much yeah, just like yeah. oh guys um or folks um and you know it's, it's like oh folks i'm gonna be doing a spell or a ritual i need some backup from some different time zones honey are you you and you free and they'll be like, yes, bitch, I got your back. I'm like, yes, let's fuck up Trump. <laughs> um so yeah. Um I think it's yeah. I can go on. I think
0: in essence, okay. it's like a it's a question that could definitely take up a whole
2: episode exactly. in itself. I guess
0: that kind of summarizes summarizes thoughts. And I think if you listen back to the episode we did originally, it definitely touches upon elements that you know also answer that question. Um, So thanks very much um, for sending that one in. I think it's a really interesting one and there there is way more to go into with that. Um,
1: Uh, Yeah, I have so much to say. I think we should just, you know, touch on it more in a future point. Can I just say actually to add on to this question is that um, the whole idea of an East-West divide, um, we all have the same culture when it comes to organised religion. It's like meeting up, family, community oppressing people that don't believe in your religion uh and becoming really nationalist with it so christianity and hinduism have that in common where like christianity is used against people you know some people take islam to an extreme place and it's not representative of the religion itself hinduism can be taken to a really nationalist place as well and that's where organized religion can be super super dangerous because it's like it becomes ingrained in your nation and then anyone who is other is like we see it in the really islamophobic kind of way india has been the hindu hindustan like that whole rhetoric of hinduism being surrounded um Mm -hmm. like you know india being surrounded by hinduism and that being its identity is so dangerous so you know the east and the west are in my opinion just as bad as each other it's a whole thing so yeah i'm not gonna get into it too much but my two cents i just immediately thought about india and i was like fuck it yeah no i think there's so
0: much to go into like it'd be good to maybe do an episode a bit further down the line where we get people in that maybe belong to different organized religions and just yeah. open up open up a discourse there but I think so for good. now we'll we'll round up because we've been through it's been a journey again <laughs>
1: yeah
0: um so if you do celebrate halloween i guess enjoy not my bag but you know each to their own horses for courses all that jazz (laughs) Uh, thanks very much for listening check out our socials as per in the description and keep an eye out for next week's episode thanks very much for your time and we'll see you soon take care bye guys thank you bye